0: Pitch Talk Special Feature. What's up Pete Straight shooting LJA here and welcome to another Pitch Talk Special Feature. Now, we're taking a look back. Obviously VAR has been extremely controversial recently and well over the whole 2021 2020 2021 season. It's been extremely controversial and it seems that on a weekly basis we're getting more and more controversies as we go along so we decided that we would take a look back to a time before VAR march and february 2018 we took a two-part look at VAR and how it can be implemented properly and we want to know your views in the comment section below let us know do you think VAR has it been everything you've expected it to be and What did we get right? What did we get wrong in terms of looking ahead at VAR at that time? Because bear in mind, this was just when it was still being trialed in the FA Cup. So have a listen to this two-parter and let us know your views. Yeah, the Pitch Talk special feature and VAR. is where we are going. Those three little letters, video assistant referees. We're going to take a step back to the 9th of January 2018 because the video assistant referee VAR will be used in the FA Cup third round replays between Chelsea and Norwich and Leicester City and Fleetwood Town. VAR was used for the first time in a competitive English club game as Brighton beat Crystal Palace 2-1 in the FA Cup third round. Despite suggestions Glenn Murray's winning goal brushed off his arm, the test was deemed to be a success. Um, Roy Hodgson said it was a genuine goal, and, and obviously he was manager of the beaten side. But, um, yeah, Football Association Chief Executive Martin Glenn is confident the VAR system will soon become a permanent fixture in English football. We were a big supporter of VAR being embraced in football after years of it being challenged by Seth Blatter and FIFA, um, Martin Glenn said. The FA generally thinks that in a few years time we'll wonder how we ever live without it. I was pleased as it seemed to work the right way. The good news is that the game didn't stop once and there appeared to be good teamwork between referee Andre Mariner and VAR um, referee Neil Swarbrick. The big question now is, should we put it into the World Cup? We'll come back to that question. Um, but yeah, it is a case of the biggest confusion about Glen Murray's winning goal in Brighton's FA Cup win over the Palace was more to do with whether VAR was used rather than whether the decision was right. Short answer was that the system was used to a point. Um, referee Andre Mariner was engaged in conversation with his VAR Um, Neil Swarbrick most of the evening and it's understood they consulted on about 11 decisions throughout the game but because there was no clear and obvious error made by Mariner the review system um, where the referee makes the TV signal did not come into force. So that was the first game used in VAR in its English club debut but how will it work in the future? Opponents of VAR suggest it will upset the flow of the game but its first test in English football showed it still it can still be used without disrupting the match. When a review is used it will, t- it will normally be triggered during stoppages in play and limited to four types of match changing incidents. Goals, penalties, straight red cards, and mistaken identity. So, for example, if Murray had clearly scored with his hand and Mariner had not spotted it, the VAR will contact him via an audio link and tell him to reverse the decision as soon as possible. What the referee doesn't have the option of doing is saying, I don't know if that was a penalty or not. I'll look at the replay. That's someone. That's something interesting there. But we are requiring the referees to carry on um, refereeing as if there is no assistant, no video assistant referee. If they make a clear and obvious error, they get told about it. And I think most referees are welcome that. Said Dave Ellery. Um, VAR can only be used at Premier League stadiums where there is a direct link back to the Premier League studios um, west of London. Um, but that was why Leicester and Fleetwood were able to use it, but Yeovil Town didn't have the same privilege in their fourth round tie at home to Man United which is something to bear in mind as well but the 11th of January the 11th of January this is where the first well kind of teaming problem started becoming a little obvious VAR the um, VAR um system um, faces amendment after it made its debut in English competition at that time. VAR was used in the FA Cup uh, tie between Brighton and Crystal Palace and again in the Carabral Cup match between Chelsea and Arsenal. Referee's boss Mike Riley said there could be a change to the official's finger to the ear signal for VAR. He told BBC Radio 5 Live they're coming up with ideas to make that more effective. Riley said that spectators inside the stadium could be finding it difficult to interpret whether a referee has asked um, for the use of VAR during a game. Now fast forward in fast forward in 18th of 18 for January 20 2018, the, the video assistant referee VAR trial in competitive English football faced its first major controversy. The decision not to overturn William's yellow card for diving and award a penalty to Chelsea in their FA Cup third round replay against Norwich led to match of the day pundit Alan Shearer calling the system a shambles. Just 24 hours earlier, the first VAR goal had been awarded where Lester's, Kelechi and Nacho's offside strike was overturned 67 seconds after originally being ruled out in their FA Cup win over Fleet with. Then the reaction was broadly positive. But basically with the Willian incident it is a case of VAR is only used to overturn clear cut mistakes with goals, penalties, red cards and mistaken identities. Um, Willian appeared to be caught in the area by Norris defender Tim Closer. Referee Graham Scott booked the Brazilian for a dive show which everyone saw at the time. But in a London studio, Mike, referee Mike Jones was in place as the VAR to study all the angles available to him and decided there was no clear and obvious error made in turning the penalty down. Had Jones felt there was one, he could have overturned the decision himself or asked um, or asked the referee, Graham Scott, to study a pitch-side monitor and make the final decision. Um, Alan Shearer at the time said, that's why it's all wrong, it's someone else's opinion. Use VAR for a matter of fact, not opinions. So that's an interesting one right there. But from that mistake, well, not necessarily a mistake, but from that issue, what was learned was human error and subjectivity. Debate in football obviously won't stop, with penalties in particular still down to a referees and VAR's judgment. Um, Replays, the VAR and referees are encouraged to watch replays in real time, which is what Jones did on the Willian incident, but permitted to use slow motion should they wish, particularly with handball incidents. Communication. Um, Both referee and VAR can start a conversation. It's not a constant dialogue during the game, but there are regular exchanges. And the crowds. There remain issues about showing fans in the stadium what is going on. For example, if the Willian dive was overturned and a penalty awarded, it is not yet clear how referee would communicate that his yellow card for diving would have been rescinded if it had been rescinded so there's an interesting one right there so, so how do we know it's being, it's being used a couple of different ways um, a word in the earpiece which is the process um, utilised by referee John Moss um, when where Ian Acho was awarded his go after it, it had been initially ruled out the um, v- VAR decides this could have happened when William went down under closer challenge but hasn't happened yet in any of the trial games. When the actual when an actual video review process is engaged, fans will see the referee draw a rectangle with his arms to replicate a TV screen. An on-field review actually hasn't ha- hadn't happened at this point yet, but it would be a case of um, the VAR would advise the referee to look at a pitch side monitor for what is called an on-field review. Hold on to that one we're going to come back to that. Following their review, the referee will make a TV screen signal and communicate the final decision. Um, so it's not used for second yellow cards and referees cannot say, I'm not sure, I'll look at a replay. They have to make a decision and if it's a clear and obvious error, they'll be told by VAR. That's another interesting one as well. But Fast forward in a few days to the 22nd of January 2018, the video assistant referee system has been accurate in 989 percent of decisions at that time during its two-year worldwide trial said the ifab international football association board a report from football's lawmakers said var was used in 804 competitive matches in more than 20 competitions it said the technology increased the accuracy of decisions that can be reviewed from 93 percent to 98.9 percent and the ifab said the results were positive and encouraging. Um, it was first used at the Club World Cup in December 2016 and trialled in the 2017 Confederations Cup and domestic competitions in Germany, Germany and Italy. Um, the key IFAB findings um, in 804 matches, 394 Sorry, 3,947 checks for possible reviewable incidents took place. 56.9% of checks were for penalty penalty incidents and goals. There was an average of fewer than five checks per match. The median check time of the VAR was 20 seconds and the median duration of a review median average Um, is 60 seconds. 68.8% of matches had no review. One decision in three matches is a clear and obvious error. In 8% of matches, VAR had a decisive impact on the outcome of the game. 24% of all matches were positively affected by the involvement of VAR, changing an initial incorrect decision by the referee. And the average time lost due to VAR represents less than 1% of overall playing time. But on the 28th, on the same day, 20th of January 2018, West Brom manager Alan Pardew called the VAR system bizarre after it dominated their 3-2 FA Cup victory at Liverpool. Jesse G, man, don't even bother taking the Mickey out of that one. I watched this game and it was a cluster. We'll come back to it though. Pardew argued that use of VAR with three major first half calls made affected the atmosphere at Anfield. He also suggested the time delay in making decisions led to hamstring injuries for two of his players. Okay, we'll leave that aside. In the stadium, it was bizarre because we got no evidence of what happened. There's no screen for us, so it's not like tennis where when the ball's in or out, they're completely in the dark. Everybody's in the dark. Is it a goal? Isn't it a goal? I think if you're at the stadium today. And you experienced that system in the first half, you would have to doubt it. It was only the sixth time in an English car fixture that VAR system had been in place. Still demon problems, obviously. But in the first half, um, in the fu- basically... How the VAR controversy basically unra- um, unfolded or unraveled, if you want to say that word, at Anfield. 20 minutes in, Craig Dawson had a goal ruled out that would have put Westbourne 3-1 up when Gareth Barry was a judge to have interfered with play from an offside position on VAR viewing. 22 minutes, Paulson used his pitch-side monitor to check whether or not to award a penalty to um, Liverpool's Mohamed Salah after a foul by Jake Livermore amid a three-minute stoppage. It was actually almost four. I actually timed it. Um... Paulson changed his mind and awarded Liverpool the Liverpool a penalty, which Firmino, I think hit post on, if I remember rightly. Um, late in stoppage time in the first half, um, Paulson checked VAR for two minutes before awarding the baggy's crucial third goal as the game experienced another delay. So that's basically, what, about, what, three minutes stoppage, three minutes stoppage. Okay, cool, seven minutes already. On 50 minutes, a minute delay occurred in the second half when Dawson was caught offside following an aerial battle with Simon Mignolet and it went to a video review. 78 minutes, there were suggestions Paulson may have communicated with Mariner Mariner after Salah scored Liverpool's second goal, but there was no stoppage in play despite some confusion from staff and supporters. Now, that was on the 28th of January 2018. The 6th of February 2018, Liverpool again involved in a VAR controversy but referee John Moss was misguided to ask the fourth official for help using television when awarded Tottenham's first penalty at Liverpool. On that day, um, the PGMOL said Moss made the request to Martin Atkinson over his headset after Harry Kane had been brought down by Reds, keep- Reds keeper Loris Karius, with the referee trying to clarify if the Spurs striker was offside. VAR was not in operation at Anfield because it was a Premier League game and it's not being used in those games yet. For the avoidance of doubt, Atkinson did not view a television monitor and did not relay any information to the on-field officials, said the professional game match officials limited in a statement. PJ Mole said, um, said he was right to give the spot kit, which was missed and was correct in recognising that Kane was not offside because Liverpool defender Dejan Lovren had deliberately played the ball um, in the run-up to the incident. Um, but Moss was seen on camera asking Atkinson if there was anything from TV showing if Lauren, if Lovren had touched the ball before sticking to his decision without receiving a response. Now, fast forwarding to the 23rd of February 2018, video assistant referee VAR is suffering from teething problems and decisions need to be made quicker, says ex-Premier League referee Chris Foy. No crap, Sherlock. Um, the use of an, of an off-field official to m- help make decisions for the first time has produced mixed feedback so far. Um, Sunday's Carabao Cup um, match between Manchester City and Arsenal was actually the first major English final to use VAR, and it didn't really have any, didn't actually really have anything that needed to be referred to it. Although um, Arsene, Wenger, Arsene Wenger was questioning um, Aguero's goal, which actually opened the scoring for a little push on Mustafi, but that would have been extremely cheap at best, and yeah, it did not get referred. Um, but it's a case of um, we need to get the basics right with VAR and iron out problems with technology, Foy told um, the BBC. Hawkeye, the provider of VAR pictures, apologised after a squiggly line image was shown by broadcasters in Man United's FA Cup fifth round win at Huddersfield. However, it, as said earlier, it was also described as a shambles by um, former England captain Alan Shearer. But it is one of them where Foy said it took too long, and even during the match, during the Liverpool West Brom match, um, I think it was Chris Boy who actually was commentating, who was actually doing commentary. Um, well, not commentary. He was kind of co-commentator, and he, even he said, "Yeah, the average time is three minutes." Which is too long, to be perfectly honest. But Foy said it took too long. Yes, it's about getting the decision right. But we have to reduce the timescale and make it more snappy. Referees have to go out and referee a football match. And players have to go out and play. Let the game take care of itself. And if we need an intervention, then we can look at it. We are still in the trial phase and the fans need to be informed. It is one that we need to address. There is no screen at Anfield or Old Trafford. The matches at Wembley will signal a message on the big screen when the VAR decision is being reviewed. Um, Foy added, when the game stops, people cannot see the referee putting his finger to his ear. A message like decision being checked or reviewed will be shown. Communication is an important thing. And of course, Sunday, yesterday, would have been key with the big screen. Now that's VAR domestically. Domestically. We've got a little more. But, Jesse G-Man, what do you reckon of VAR so far? Has it been an... Has it been a major cluster F or has it worked so far? Well, Jersey G-Man, what's your, what's your views on VAR so far?
1: I don't think it's been a major cluster F as, as, as you labeled it. Um, but I, I do think it can be vastly improved. I think it's one of those things where it's almost like the first version of any games console. And there's a reason why you never buy the first version of a games console. It's because that's the one with all the bugs, right? But they haven't quite figured out all the technology properly. And it has all the problems, like overheating and this thing melting and it turning itself off and, and you know, uh, memory cards burning themselves out. Are you and referencing to it's PlayStation 2
0: by any chance? <laughs>
1: I'm pretty much referencing all first editions of, of game consoles, yeah. and and you know pretty much any uh, mobile phone. Uh, I'm looking at Samsung in particular, but you know, like the, the point I'm I'm really making is I think it was rushed in terms of its use in in top flight football. I think they could have had another season or two at the lower levels, you know, testing it out fully perfecting how they're going to use it you know as opposed to what we've got now which is essentially to me feels like a trial version of a full product like how how did we end up with a squiggly line? I That's think that I'm was asking. literally
0: a mistake I think that was a, I think that was a mistake by the by whatever broadcaster showed it but it, 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 like mistakes like that it's like really come on like dude, come on, like, the, this, this, this so is ex, this is exactly my point I mean it's Mata like, was offside the decision was right and matter was offside because it it is any part of the body you can score with mm. so he was off
1: but, but I'm talking like, about not this is it the, the, main the presentation does, does not help yeah you know and then of course you're looking at the speed at which you know decisions are going to be made like, I agree that they should Be made quicker but if the average time at the moment is three minutes it's like listen what needs to be done and you know this was kind of spoken about earlier is the communication tell the fans what's going on if there's no big screen are you really trying to tell me that there's no one available to make an announcement over the PA system to say hey actually the decision is being reviewed by the VAR team But then, but then the
0: person doing like, 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 say at Anfield, Anfield and Old Trafford were made as examples. Um, It's one. that was at Anfield. If that was to happen, I think it's George Sefton who does the announcements. You'd have to, you basically have to partner him in on it, and be like, and you'd have to get that message to him first that this is being reviewed, so he can announce it. So communication is key, not just between officials and officials but officials and the stadium announcers officials and whoever's controlling the screens such as at Wembley and also all of them plus you have to let the fans know as well
1: but this is what I'm saying this is how you let the fans know if there is no screen but you have an estate and you have a stadium announcer right how else are you supposed to let the fans know that's all I'm asking
0: Yeah, no, that's no, no, no. I mean, that's fair. I The, mean,
1: the that's fans fair. are, you know, the, the most important people that need to know what's happening, right? I don't know. I disagree
0: uh, with that. I, I, actually personally disagree with that. I, th- I think it's the officials because the officials are the ones, like, like with Craig, like with Craig Pearson. Um, here's where I, the with, the here's where, where I disagree. Here's where I disagree with Rome all game. of that. Like he, he, right? he looked like he wasn't sure about any decision he was making. Cause there, cause at one point in the second half, at one point in the second half, he it, like there was there was a, an obvious decision where it's like, really, do you really need to check? And you could see players asking him like, oh, like, why are you checking? It's obvious. And it was one, and it was one of them where um, he, you could actually see a mouth. Oh, I, oh, I have, to, I have to double check everything. I have to be sure. And it's like, well. Isn't that kind of counterproductive, in in my view? But that's why I mean, I've all I've all, I've always kind of been against VAR in in the past, purely on the basis that it basically gives referees. I said, like Craig Pearson with the Liverpool West Brom game, he did not look sure about anything. And for me, it's kind of like, well, VAR should only be used if you really need it, not as right. That's your first port of call. If anything, it should be the last if you're if you're really unsure. But Porson seemed to just use it as a crutch in that game, which really ruined the momentum of the first half, especially. It, it ended up so bitty. I mean, with 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 what, with what You had, like a good seven, eight minutes just in that first half, just taken up just by stoppages, and no one knew what was going on. If you're watching on TV, you knew a bit more, but I felt I felt for the fans in the stadium. But at the end of the day, the official looked way out of his depth. He he, he looked like he looked like you know what? I might as well not be here because I'm going to use VAR for everything. And it's and it's like, come on, dude! Uh, have you not been trained that well? I mean, I've always felt that the training for referees is 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 not is not not good enough. It's not good enough in this country. VAR for me is going to ruin that. But, I said, I think the referees are the most important people in terms of communicating information because they're the ones who have to make the decision.
1: This I disagree with that. And the reason why I disagree with that is because, well, they're in charge of that whole thing anyway. you see what I mean? So, of course, they're going to know. The people in the stadium, right, as, as I say, in the absence of a screen, right, they need to know what's going on because if the game suddenly stops, right, and we have got no idea what's being decided on, how are they supposed to know? That's why I'm saying that the people in the stadium and arguably the fans at home are much more important because, as they I say, the officials already are involved. They know what's going on. They know that they're reviewing something at least, right? Whereas fans don't know what's being reviewed or why the game stopped unless there's a formal announcement. And that's why I think that, you know, to me, the fans in attendance and the fans at home they're much more important in regards to to being informed as to what's going on. Now, you raise an interesting point about, you know, VAR potentially becoming a crutch. And I think, no, that shouldn't be the case. I think we're really looking at those really, really close, you know, um, certain degrees of doubt decisions where an official really isn't sure as opposed to, you know, what should be more or less a cut and dry decision. Uh, and and using VAR to, to go and interfere with that. But I think other uses of VAR have been quite interesting. When you go and look at, you know, um, disciplinary decisions that have been made using VAR. So I just think that right now we're going through the teething stage of VAR, and that's what makes it a little bit uncomfortable for me because it's being pushed as as, as being the way forward and, you know, a, a great way to integrate Technology into football and, and how to move football into the 21st century in terms of using technology to assist with decisions, uh, and it feels a little bit incomplete right now. But I think once we get past this this teething stage, as I call it, I think VAR is going to play a very very important role, especially in terms of um, disciplinary decisions. And I think you'll see it used more for that and and less for for goals or sides in the future when it's fully developed and all the kinks are ironed out, and as you say, certain procedures in terms of how and when an official can use it is actually ironed out. Whereas right now, to me, that doesn't feel particularly clear at all.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I mean, I agree, I agree with you on. I agree with you on, on a lot of that. I mean, G-Man, would, would you would you reckon of VAR? Would you reckon a VAR so far?
2: Well, yeah, um, there's a lot that I agree with Jesse and there's, a, there's quite a bit I disagree with what you both were talking about then. But um, in general, generally, I'm just happy to see VAR um, come into the introduction of football. I feel that it's something that's been needed definitely for the last five years. Um, you know, referees have been under more and more pressure and having, you know, done the, the um, basic refereeing course myself, I can from, from from experience as well of doing referee refereeing for for also on yourselves IBIS on on the Saturday, you know, the in the boss, it's you know at that sort of level you got the premiership and you see the decisions that happen on Sunday League football. Referees don't have the assistance that they they need or they require. They don't have linesmen, they don't have... It's just one 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 man on his own running up and down the field trying to make the decisions, battling between the wits of two teams who are trying to trick him into decisions, you know. And we're looking at the Premier League, which has vast amounts of money. Um, they're meant to have top-quality referees, but these referees are getting as bad decisions wrong as a referee on grassroots. And... In my head, I've been asking, what, 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 what is the reason behind that? And the reason it's clear to see they need help. They, you know, we always have spoken about, you know, football is a quick paced game. You can't have any um, disruptions. You know, if we bring in video technology, it's going to disturb the game because it's going to slow it down, and it's taking the power away from the referees. But The fact of the matter is that a right decision is a good decision. A wrong decision is a bad decision. If you make a wrong decision and you can write your dues, that's a good decision in my eyes. And with VAR, that gives the referee every power, you know, to make a wrong decision. But with the assistance of his team... He is able to write a decision if it if it's gullibly wrong, and I, I think I think it's exciting times. Like Jesse was talking about the teething problems. I think you know that's just part and part of bringing any anything new to anything you do. You, you know you're you're learning from scratch, so that there's gonna be the the good times, and then there's gonna be the terrible mistakes, and there's gonna but it's all learning curves. Um, I don't think it's brought forward too early because you know they've been talking about this in the pipeline for a very long time so they must have had an indication of roughly how it would work obviously with it not being put into practice um you know they, they don't they don't they can't they can't you know see all the problems that might may occur during during a game when trying to implement the VAR, but you know, having looked at the other sports like rugby and NFL and how they you used them VAR, you know, you could see, you know, it's it's not it's not going to destroy destroy the game of football. You know, a referee having a fourth official helping him, you know, m- make the right decisions. That's not going to destroy football. If anything, that's going to help football.
0: See, I've, I've, see, I've always seen it as one of them ones where, like, like personally, VAR, I never thought was going to destroy football. I just thought it was going to disrupt the flow of the game. And Liverpool, the Liverpool West Brom game was the personification of that because it was, re- it was one of them ones where I, I don't know if you guys watched it, but I watched, the, I watched that full ninety minutes, and me being a Liverpool supporter, put that aside because we we got nothing in that game. We deserve nothing from that game. And for what it's for what it's worth, from what I've seen of VAR so far, when it's been used, the decisions have been right, and the, and that overall that is the important that is the important thing, and that for me is the saving grace of VAR. That the decisions that I've seen that I've seen where VAR has been implemented, like that Liverpool West Brom game, every decision that was referred to VAR. The correct decision was made in the end. That actually, that is not my issue with VAR. My my issue with VAR is number one that it's taking that it's taking a good while to make these decisions. That's that's one that's one thing. But also, it's the fact it's the fact that um, what Jesse was saying about about t- about testing. It's it's a case it's a case of. Um, and I know, Gav, uh, Gav, you'll probably remember this. When, um, I mean, Jesse used the, um, used the example of computer, of computer game consoles, where, hey, when the PlayStation 2 came out back in 1999, the first batch of them, I think, in Japan, were literally burning disks. And I don't mean burning data to them. They were literally, the laser was burning disks, so they had to recall a bunch. Um, but then fast forward, what, nine years to 2008, After Mac, after Mac did the whole Intel switch, the first operating system was Mac OS Leopard, and it was dog turd. It was one of them ones where there were glitches everywhere. It was like you had people actually questioning had this even been beta tested. It was that bad, and then you had the thing, and then you had the teething problems a few years ago with Final Cut X as well when that got so much negative feedback in terms of the glitches and problems with that, they had to shut down the comments section in the App Store. But I, I digress a touch. But the fact of the matter is, yes, there's always going to be teething problems with something. And Chris Foyer is bang on, where it's like, yeah, these decisions need to be made quicker. But also, yeah, the fans need to be informed as well. But the fact of the matter is, the fans, be, like fans not being informed or being informed, I mean, I said VAR has already been—it tri- was already trialed in the Confederations Cup, so surely that problem would have come up in that circumstance. Surely it should have, because it's that was a live trial, and the FIFA Club World Cup as well—that was a live trial, and that was a live trial with fans. So surely that pro- that problem should have been discussed even before it got to that stage. It's like okay, if we're in a ground and they've got no big screen, how we're going to communicate this? Because in rugby, whenever I've seen, um, whenever I've seen the VAR or version of VAR used, you usually see on a big screen, similar to the screens at Wembley. You just see try or no try, or I think a waiting review is one of the other terms as well. So they've obviously thought, okay, yeah, there's we do need to keep the fans abreast of what's going on, because otherwise, I mean, I said, look at Liverpool, West Brom, it, that first half, degenerated into a, com- almost a complete farce, it was like, all the, like, all all the atmosphere, Alan Pardew was right, all the atmosphere was really sucked out of it, because it really disjointed the game, in part, I think that was because of the referee, in part, but also, these, these little teething problems, these little teething problems, the quicker they can get ironed out, the better, but as I said, at least the saving grace with VAR is that those decisions were correct. Because if the decisions had been wrong, well, <coughs> it, it would be one of them ones where it's like, yeah, you're you literally buried. You've literally rushed the system and you're, you're now actually burying it. Um, but it it's... VAR is just... VAR is one of them ones where, yeah, it's nice to... It, it's, as has been said already, it is kind of nice to be on the precipice of something that could revolutionise that could revolutionise football. It's nice to be on the precipice of it and be like, right. Because we could look back on this in a year or two's time and be like, remember those teething problems? But now it's pretty good. But I, I, I think one of the other things that can help as well, and it's interesting, G-Man, that you mentioned as well about it's clear that the referees need help. I, th- I think it's one of them ones where the referees, yes, might need help visually because of how fast the game's moving, but also there needs to be help in terms of better training for referees and also, and I think most importantly, clarification of rules. Get rid of these grey areas in in terms of certain rules. The offside rule, handballs. Get rid of the grey areas with these rules. And things become not only a lot clearer, but a lot easier to manage. I think those two are the, are, are the main problems, and it's and it's manifesting itself in these teething problems with VAR as well, with the whole squiggly line gimmick and all that kind of crap. I think it's one of them ones where the clarification of rules and better training for referees, because there needs to be a better standard. Otherwise, would in theory, wouldn't need VAR at all, because it's not just the ref. The ref has assistants. The ref has a fourth official. It's like there there is already there was already help there. And in the Champions League there's that extra official who's a paid spectator. And it looks like they don't know what they're doing. So I, th- I think there's a couple of them clear problems there. And when and I've and I've said for a number of years, when laws are open to interpretation, you open yourself up to problems anyway. Look at the offside rule. Oh, who do you give benefit of doubt to? There's one problem with it. Oh, anyway, any part of the body that can score. Well, we've seen, in the, we saw in the Premier League, um, we saw in the Premier League um, with Manchester United and Chelsea, Alvaro Morata's goal should have stood. It actually should have stood. If you look closely, there's a trailing leg of one of the Man United defenders that's actually playing him onside. But VAR's not being used in the Premier League yet. So... It's what, and the linesman's looking right down the line, and is giving it that way. I'm not no Chelsea sympathizer, by the way. Just want to put that out there. But again, it's incon—this incongruity of rules that that I think needs to be clarified first and foremost, because there are too many rules with grey areas. It's like handball. Was it ball to hand? Was it deliberate? Was it was the arm in an in an unnatural position? It's like oh, it's like. It, it's the rules have gotten so convoluted and silly that VAR has almost become a necessity, which is why I think, I personally think, and I agree in part with Jesse, that it seems like it's being rushed through. It seems like it's being rushed, but th- but there was one other interesting point about it about it basically being down to referees' judgment. Well, at at the end at the end of the at the end of the day, I mean, vid- video proof if it shows that someone has dived, then he's dived. And there yeah. is a retrospective diving panel in the Premier League as well, so oh. it's a case. So it's a case of um, with with diving, I would say leave that to the retrospective panel and not use VAR for it during the match. That would that would be my take on it. But you know what? Whilst whilst we are whilst we are discuss, discussing about certain other things, there have been a couple of instances of VAR abroad. Um, in France, on the 30th of January, 2018, Paris Saint-Germain forward um, Kylian Mbappé was sent off as his side reached the French League Cup final with three to wi- win away at Rennes. M- Mbappé, who's on a season long loan from Monaco, was dismissed after a video assistant referee decision um, following a tackle on Ismail saw Um... It's one that was PSG were leading 3-0 when Mbappe was dismissed. The home side's winger Wabi Kazri had a goal ruled out for Hamble after a VAR review as well. Italy have had their controversy as well. Well, controversy and decisions nearly kind of go hand in hand, don't they? Ninth of February, twenty eighteen. Referee Marco Guida initially awarded Fiorentina an eighteenth minute penalty for a Giorgio Collini handball, but three minutes later, with George Veretout waiting to take the kick, Guida reversed the decision after a VAR consultation and awarded a free kick to Juve for offside instead. So there's that. But in terms of in terms of VAR. On the 7th of February, 2018, um, in Portugal, um, Boa Vista lost 3-0 to bottom side Aves on Tuesday night, February 6th. And if the match was closer, it would have been a bit more controversial. But one of Aves' goals was clearly offside. But it's one that, it's one that was in the Primeira Liga in um, Portugal. They're employing VAR this season in a quick check. Well, in theory, we would have sorted it out. But unfortunately, a giant flag was waving in front of one of the cameras at the time a Boa Vista flag no less, and the referee was left with no option but to stick with the on field decision. So there's a bit of a there's a bit of a cluster right there, but then with that situation it's a case of well you've got to have more cameras then. That's an easy fix. But one thing, 26th of February, 2018, today, when we're recording this podcast, it's a case of video assistant referees, VAR, will not be used in next season's Champions League, with the head of UEFA saying he sees a lot of confusion. The IFA, IFAB, International Football Association Board, which rules under games laws, meets soon to decide whether to approve the technology permanently. If it does approve it, then FIFA is committed to using the system at the World Cup. And if that happens... We will potentially do a special feature show on that. But um UEFA president Alexander Seferin said, fans um, see the VAR screen all the time, but nobody knows how it works. He added, we will not use it in the Champions League next season, 2018-2019 season. Um, for me, it might be a good project, but we shouldn't rush it. An IFEB report, um, last month said VAR system had been accurate in 98.9% of decisions so far during its, um, two-year worldwide trial, as we, as we said. Um, but basically it's one of them ones, and as mentioned, Arsenal manager Arsene Wenger was unhappy that it did not rule out Manchester City second goal. Um, FIFA president Gianni Infantino said, um, today that he continued to support the use of the VAR system which has been trialled across 20 competitions over the past two years at this summer's um, Russia, at this summer's World Cup finals in Russia he said if we or I can do something to make sure that the World Cup is not decided by referees mistakes then I think it is our duty to do it, do it. So, Gianni Infantino, of FIFA he supports it, Alexander Seferin doesn't support VAR Martin Glenn, chief executive at the FA, does support it G man, Jesse, what do you reckon of VAR being those instances just mentioned abroad, and also UEFA not using VAR in next season's Champions League? I think they're just going to stick with the extra lines. What do you reckon of that?
2: Wait for that, Megan.
0: Um, what do you what do you reckon of the other in, the instances just mentioned abroad? So France, Kylian and Mbappe's um, red card. By VAR, um, Wabi Kazri's goal, um, the handball being disallowed by VAR, the Boa Vista flag situation, and the Juventus situation, with instead of instead of a penalty, it was awarded offside and a free kick, and also probably more crucially, UEFA not using VAR in the Champions League in
2: 2018-19. Well. Oh, I've, I've, oh, oh, um, well, with with the um, Boa Vista flag one, I'll just say I've watched the footage of that, and it, it the camera the camera angles are poor. I, I don't know what sort of vir they're talking about because I don't know if you've seen it, but the camera angle literally is on a view from from as a spectator from a corner flag, and you know the flag's right it's not even like it's not even on the goal line the camera says the camera's not even on the goal line it's, it's nowhere near the thing it, it's sort of shambolic yeah in it's
0: so, like Newcastle being up in the gods and having a little handheld video camera trying to judge offsides from there
2: precisely exactly how you put it, it it's, it's just ridiculous I don't even see it as a talking point I don't even know why they even um, they, they've sat down they must have tested it they I just don't understand how that got through clearance, basically. Um, but in terms of you know the you know, the Mbappe sending off, you know it, it was it was a right sending off. And in terms of you know UEFA um, not using VAR for the Champions League next season, I think. See. Everyone's using this excuse of teething problems, yeah, and moving too quick. Uh, Yeah, no one wants to open Pandora's box because why? When they have to open Pandora's box, they have to take actions and they have to they have to take criticism when things go wrong, and you know, they have to um, you know make things right. Essentially, however, how else are you going to get things right? You, You know. You can keep. You can sit down for as long as you want, saying, "Look, yeah, we're going to make the perfect VAR system. We're going to make it so it's faultless." But once you put it into implementation, there's going to be issues. There's going to be things you ain't thought about. You know, football is, as we know, it's a very fast sport. You know, it, it's 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 a, it's a game of many permutations, and you know. No, nothing really is as you know, the same. Nothing actually on the pitch happens the same, you know, at any t- at any given time. You know, it's, it's something different each time. So, I reckon UEFA should move forward with VAR. I think it's too important to like. There's like basically put it this way. I'm waffling pull it this way next season there's going to be some big decisions that need VAR yeah there's going to be some decisions if VAR was in, put in place it might slow down the game but there's going to be big de- essentially there's going to be big decisions where we are going to be sitting down whether we're in the crowd whether we're at home you know whether we're listening to the radio and People are gonna be thinking, why are we not using VAR? This would have been sorted out with VAR. They've given a free kick there and it shouldn't have been given. They could have used VAR. Any instance like that, I reckon you should be using VAR. If, if, if there's any doubt that you are gonna question in any game why VAR isn't being used, use it. That's that's the way I see it. Because I think it's technology that's there to be built upon. And at the end of the day, teething problems are teething problems. You only come to perfection through trying over and over again and getting it right that way. And nothing's ever going to be right.
1: No oh, fair news. Fair news. I mean, Jesse, do you, do you want to you have your take on it? I'm not going to go into the particular decisions. But what I will say is, for me, the damning verdict is the fact that they're not going to go forward with VAR in terms of using it in a big-time competition. Like the G-Man... My stance on it is kind of like this. If you're going to implement VAR, you might as well go all in with it, right, and have it being used in all the major competitions across all the major leagues. And then, you know, where possible, sort of down in a myriad of versions to the lower leagues as well. So for me, not wanting to have it in a major competition is going go with this technology, with the procedures that are being used to the point where, you know, the people who should be backing it don't feel comfortable.
0: But see, see, for me, that's... See, for me, that's... It, it, it's a major concern. It, it, it's, it's a, it is, for me, for me personally, a major concern that Alexander Seferin, who's head of UEFA, doesn't want to use it.
1: And... To have it in a flagship competition where there's going to be a lot of... On the and the decisions that are being made... I mean,
0: I, I mean, I mean, th- I, th- I think it's one. I think it's one. I think it's one of them ones where it's where it's like it is. It is. It is a little. It is a little frustrating that um, that basically that that, that yeah. It, it's just it's just that vote. Of, basically, vote of no confidence from UEFA. But then it's kind of mixed signals because Gianni Infantino is in favour of using it and I, I, I just think this World Cup might be a little too soon for it because if there's, if there's even problems at the top level with domestic games with it then to take it at the top level at the top top level of the game in the World Cup biggest stage in the world there's a lot more riding on that there is a hell of a lot more riding on that I mean you look at the worldwide audience that's watching the World Cup and even the Champions League as well it's a case of yeah, you can't afford to have something that's that's having these clear and present teething problems with it. <clears throat> it it's like, you, yeah, man, you can't you can't you can't have this. Um, you you can't you can't have that, and then yeah, you. Just, I, I don't think I don't think you have that because I don't think it looks good on the game to have that, but but <sighs> I. I'm, I'm just I'm just concerned that that once again it's the powers that be in football sending mixed messages. Where UEFA not keen on it, FIFA keen on it, but haven't brought it in yet, and then our FA, it's kind of like, well, yeah, they're definitely keen on it and they've got it, but it's like I, I, I think it's I think it's one of them ones. It seems like they're implement it, they're implementing it a lot better abroad than they are over here. For whatever reason, I'm not really sure, but it's a like, it's a case of they they need to they need to get it working and working properly, sharpish. Otherwise, people otherwise people are just going to be like, nah, this is not going to work. It's not going to happen. It's not going to work. And if anything, you're going to do more damage. Um, you're going to you're going to end up doing more harm than good. Um, but I mean, the other side of it, I mean, there are certain moments that would that would have been completely changed by VAR. Um, you look at I think it was in the 2010 World Cup where um, where I think it would have put us 2-1 up against Germany where with that goal, Pedro Mendes' goal that wasn't, Luis Garcia's goal, school. there would have been certain moments that in history, if VAR was there, would have been completely changed. If GLT was there too, would have been completely changed. And I've, I definitely, I do think technology is a good thing in football, but it needs to be implemented so that it doesn't disrupt the game. We're trying to augment the game, not hinder it. And one of the main issues with VAR at this moment in time with the teething problems that are going on with it is that it's it's hindering it's hindering the game in some ways. Yes, the decisions are getting are, are are basically being made um, the decisions that are being made are the right decisions, but at the end of the day, it's the time it takes to get to those decisions that is a major source of consternation. And also, during that time, you've got people who are confused. And it's like, it's like if the people are confused as to what's going on, they drift off from the game, and the, the, the immersion that you have in the into the game... Is lost. The moment is lost, and then yeah, it's a goal. That's like, oh, okay, cool, fine. Yeah, alright, let's carry on. It almost becomes, like a goal almost becomes anticlimactic. I mean you look at um, you look at GLT, look at how quick that's done. It's like goal, not goal, done, let's move on. That is quick. That's the thing I like about GLT, is that it's quick. And these were were always the issues that were that were coming up with that as well. But VAR, as, as I mean, when they work out the kinks in it, I think it's going to be a good thing. But these kinks need to be worked out very, very quickly. As when you look at when you look at um, football matches, just in and of themselves, they've got millions of pounds riding on, riding on each game. So whether whether it, whether it be television viewers, whether it be prize money, whatever, there are millions of pounds running on each game. So you can't afford to be mucking around with this stuff. It's gotta be. It's gotta be done quickly and efficiently as well, because you still gotta make sure that the decision's made are right. So, yeah, that's my take on it. I mean, Jesse G, man, did you have any last
2: words that you wanted to add on on VAR as a whole? Yeah, I just want to say that I think it's it's. I think VAR's gonna do wonders for the game, and I think we can look forward to. Much more, and also, what I want to add as well like a lot of people said it's going to take away from the fans you know, the talking points and all those sort of things. That there ain't going to be much discussions going on because you know they take it that that element of referees getting things wrong, we ain't going to be able to talk about it. But what are we talking about now?
0: No, that's fair play, although we, although us lot always find something to talk about. <laughs> that's how we've always got. That's how we've always got four good whole topics because we've always there's always something to be spoken about. I mean, Jazzy Fizzle, did you want
1: to add anything as well? Yeah, just to say that you know, obviously, right now VAR is going through a difficult period, but this is just the beginning. And I think once you know the system itself is is ironed out and how it's going to be used procedurally is ironed out, you know, you're going to see a major change in how football is not only refereed but governed outside of games as well because you've got the disciplinary every major competition they need to figure out how they're going to use it and and what it's going to be used for and and go from there because I think only good things will come of, of VAR being in place you know especially from a disciplinary front because it means that look you know players will not be able to get away with the things that they used to get away with in the past as you know somebody's always watching and you will be punished
0: No fair play fair play so it sounds like v- it sounds like VAR is going to take the place of God and Santa Claus always watching. Um, sorry, I couldn't help that. <laughs> Could not help that line at all. Um, but no, it, it is one of those. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I said as you guys have I've said, it's like once the kinks are worked out, it's it should be a good thing for football, and one would hope it would be a good thing for football. But we shall see. We shall see. Our two-parter on VAR. You just heard the first part. Were we right on anything? Were we wrong on anything? Well, as well then. VAR has been around for a couple of years now. And I said, I said at the beginning of this, it's been very controversial during the 2020-2021 season and also during 1920 as well. What did we get right? What did we get wrong? Let us know your comments down below. But yeah, it's been another edition. Another pitch talk special feature. Remember at Pitch Talk on Twitter, tweet with us, follow us, see what we're up to. Facebook.com forward slash pitch talk. Become a fan, become a friend, become a member of the group. Join the footballing revolution that we are starting up um, again. We're also on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and also Google Podcasts as well. You can find our audio there. You can find vlogs such as the straight shooting view, the straight um, and also 5 Minutes with the G, Coaching with JBK, and a lot more there. YouTube.com forward slash Pitch Talk for all of the videos as well. I have been Straight Shooting LJA, and I'll see you next time. Pitch Talk's special feature.